Let's talk some royal stories. Joined live now by our royal correspondent. She's the founder of todieforedaily.com. She's the co-host of the latest, greatest, best royal podcast going because she spills the majesty every day, week, month, whenever we can bother to do one, frankly. It's Kinsey Schofield. Morning, Kinsey. Good morning, Christo, my favourite podcast co-host in the world. How are you? We, 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 we've, we've, when's the next one dropping? Is it dropped? Yes, and then the next one is in a next weekend, probably next Friday. Do you know, you're terrible at, because you drop them, you're terrible at writing a tweet going, oh my God, here's the latest podcast with Christo Reddit. You never do that anymore, babes. What's gone on? Why is that? Well, I, I honestly have just been avoiding Twitter lately because people are so mean on it. I might send one or two tweets, but you're right. I need to be better about it. I'm just so tired of people. Te I know that you guys are always like, hey, we'd like to hear your opinion. I'm not like that in real life. <laughs> don't I don't want, want people it. tweeting mean things to me well, send, <laughs> that they disagree with. Send me the link and I'll tweet it then and say that okay. the latest one is out and I'll tag you in it because I get people asking, when's the latest one out? And, and because you're in charge of putting them down, because you, you are you are top dog here, I am, I am merely a vessel for you <laughs> in many ways. What, what did, uh, what did uh, Prince Philip say? Um, I, I won't repeat it. But yeah, Prince Philip used to say something about how he was just a donor. He was just a donor. I could think I can imagine the kind of donor that he used to say. It's never too early for a Prince Philip quote. I absolutely I loved know. Prince Philip because he didn't care. He didn't care. And he's from that. He was from that bygone age where absolutely. you really didn't have to worry so much about it because he just didn't care. I wonder. You know, as we get older and things get more and more strange, I, I do wonder what he would make of society. Well, I think that that's one of the things I really appreciate about the Queen Consort Camilla. She seems to be um, pretty, I don't want to say anti-woke because that seems extreme, but she does seem to have a wicked sense of humor that could be considered a little inappropriate. She, you know, recently spoke out of, against changing words in books that, that you know, history, that she doesn't think we should change books that have been on, on shelves for years. Um, you know, she just seems kind of to have a tougher exterior and she reminds me of Prince Philip in that way. Yeah, she she was the one that I think said about the Roald Dahl books and, and it was a, a, a publishing event, wasn't it, after they had announced that they were going to be rewriting a lot of the Roald Dahl books and taking out the word fat and taking out all of all these, all of these words. And... Um, yeah, and, and she said, look, we should be careful not to lose our free speech. And they backtracked. They, they right. said they're going to introduce these versions now that are the classic versions, which if I had children, I'd, I'd buy them the classic one. I wouldn't buy them the new one. Absolutely. I mean, I only buy my dogs the original. <laughs> Those are your children, of course. Uh, <laughs> I should have realised what you meant. Now, um, let's talk about Harry and Meghan, as we always do uh, because yeah, there's yeah. always something which story new. do you want to jump into because i sent you a couple of them um there's the i mean obviously we're on coronation watch duh but um there is this new story out of the new york post that suggests that harry and megan are 
in the process of negotiations. And one of the things that they specifically want if they if King Charles wants them to attend the coronation is to appear on the balcony. That's apparently very important to them. Uh, this is a rumor that has been circulating for weeks online. So to see the New York Post um, actually print, put it in print was pretty exciting for me because it kind of gave it a, a, some legitimacy. Um, but, you know, people are up in arms about this. They only want working royals on the balcony, and they certainly don't want uh, a couple that has spent such an extensive amount of time over the last three years trying to tear down the monarchy to be in the midst of that, you know, celebration, just standing there in all of the glory. Can't they have a a little disgraced corner and sh shove them in the corner of the balcony with Andrew. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't even think that Andrew would even remotely be considered for balcony. Well, why? Why? I mean, because uh, uh, by, by the logic, because the metric, you're quite right, by which you are judged to be able to go on the balcony is if you are a working royal. Well, Andrew's no longer a working royal. If we're allowing non-working royals on there, let's stick Andrew on there. They can stand next to him. Andrew and Meghan can stand side by side. You know, uh, if, if that is going to solve the problem, that's what I'd do. I'd put them there. Oh, well, well I, don't, I don't I doubt they would be very pleased with that. I mean... No, well, they want to be I on guess... the balcony. It solves the problem for them, doesn't it? Megan, you go, you go and stand over there with your creepy Uncle, Uncle Andrew. Go and stand over there, Megan, with Uncle Andrew. There you go. Well, there, there was also leaked... The Times saw a procession schedule and um, some notes about the procession for Coronation Day. And Prince Louis is allegedly going to be there, an icon. Yes. Um, as Along with his brother and sister. Uh, but Andrew and the girls and Harry and Meghan and their children were missing from the plans. So I thought that was interesting. I imagine that the same people that are going to participate in the procession on Coronation Day would likely be the people that you see on the balcony, and that is Prince Edward and Sophie, and that is, you know, and Princess Royal. The, the, the point is, I mean, they are so, such loathsome hypocrites. They really are, because the point is, they said, we, we don't want to be a part of this institution as working royals anymore. I mean, that was the decision that was made. That was the decision made that would accommodate what they wanted, which was to go and, you know, flog themselves out to the lowest or highest bidder. You know, that, that that's part of the deal. Well, you don't get to go on the balcony. What next? Well, they go on the balcony sponsored by Walmart. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that's the next stage, isn't it? You know, or, or wearing a Netflix T-shirt, because you can't do that. You can either be commercial or you can be royal. You can't be, and you certainly can't be commercial, making your money out of slagging off the royals and then expect to be asked to go on the balcony and wave with them all. I would well, say the, absolutely the, I guess, not. I guess the... I guess the argument is is that King Charles has an excruciatingly soft heart when it comes to the idea of grandchildren. And so if he could, you know, to be close to the grandbabies, to celebrate with the grandbabies, apparently that's really important to him. I mean, we'll see. I'm not convinced that they are all in yet. I'm still, you know, I, I would, I would not be surprised if it was only Harry, um, but I also understand that they, that this has become a lucrative business for them, and they need that association. So yeah, they're probably going to pack their bags and show up, no matter what the negotiating terms are. Yeah, absolutely, and, and this will be for series two of their Netflix 
series, because I'm pretty sure there'll be another series, um, they'll manage to harvest at least 40, 45 minutes of an episode talking about all the drama around this, and then if they're eventually on the balcony, someone will have given them a funny look, or one of the courtiers will have not gone up to Meghan and thrown her arms around, thrown their arms around, or not called her the Duchess of Sussex, and that'll be a terrible racist moment. So they will, they'll get a good 45 minutes on TV out of this if they manage to get there on the balcony. And think of all the endorsements that will come in as well. So, you know, that the, they'll, they'll be hoiking. Oh, know. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. You know that Megan is already being offered free clothing, jewelry, hats, fascinators, stockings, she, the shoes. People have already contacted Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, as she goes. That's, the, that's what she goes by over here. Yeah. Um, I'm sure brands are already contacting her saying, in case you go to the coronation, we'd love to dress you for free because they want the publicity. I mean, I would bet a million dollars that those conversations have already happened. And if you bet a million dollars, they turn it down because it wouldn't be enough money for them. That's <laughs> probably. It really wouldn't be. That's a million dollars. That must the change. We've got down the back of the sofa now, honestly. Uh, that's, that's what they'd okay. say. Let's talk about what Philip's had to say. Philip sent a text this morning. Hi, Christo. I'd like to see Meghan, Harry and Andrew on a naughty step. I mean, you, you could have a naughty balcony, couldn't you? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, just have a separate balcony that's just for the, the naughty royals. Yeah, I mean, do you remember during Jubilee when they were kind of cast off to the side and put in a special room during one of the processions and Megan kept poking her head around so that they could get cute pictures of her, like whispering to some of the kids? She was very strategic in, in making sure she was seen uh, during Jubilee when they were put off in a corner and when they were when they did try to put, put them off in a way so that they wouldn't distract from, you know, the Queen's celebration. I would love to be on a fly on the wall on those conversations about the seating plan for the coronation. Oh, what a job that would be. That would be so good because... I would love to be a candlestick in the room. Yes, <laughs> because, of course, you're talking about... Was it, it was the Queen's funeral where Meghan was strategically placed behind a candlestick, right? She was. It was, uh, you, know, I, you know, how intentional was that? I would love to know. Yeah, oh, that was absolutely intentional absolutely intentional they looked at the camera angles and they thought where can we put her um we'll put her behind the candlestick she'll be wearing a big hat so we you know they, they she just won't be seen in the slightest so yeah they, they better because be interesting it was interesting that he, they were they sat so close to charles the king and the queen consort they sat immediately behind them correct yes because at the church they when uh, during the church service that was honoring the queen during jubilee they were set off to the left and several um rows behind so interesting that they kind of upgraded now they weren't in the front row but they were upgraded for the funeral and they were put closer to the family yeah but i think that the for a for a family funeral i think they would be um, okay. Because, um, you know, they were... Harry was there as the grandson of the Queen, not as a former working royal, whereas for something like the Jubilee, um, the Jubilee is, is... is is This is so, just my so take my, on my, it. It's celebrating... So my question is, Go as on. the son of the King, is he up front with his brother 
or as a non-working royal, will they place him somewhere in the back with the Yorkers? Well, I, I, because... would, I would say the latter, because, again, if you think the Jubilee is specifically a royal event, isn't it? Um, a funeral is a personal event and a royal event. But so, what is a coronation? I, I would say that's a royal event. I wouldn't say that's a personal event. I'd say that's a royal event. So, again, I would say that it's sort of... It's on the, the category of the Jubilee. So I would have expected him to be somewhere else. Either way, he won't be front row. They won't be front row, and they will be fuming about that. Absolutely furious. Classic. <laughs> yeah, so we have got that, and the reactions and the, the, the forced smiles to look through forward to for that. Now, apparently, um, the, the York children, so this is Beatrice and Eugenie, they have... Uh, uh, Beatrice has got a hidden friendship with Meghan Markle. Yes, yeah, so th the story that's circulating on the Daily Mail today is that Beatrice is in a really tough position because Eugenie is best friends with Harry and Meghan. Um, however, Fergie is distancing herself in her recent interviews. So th the Daily Mail is saying, where is Beatrice in all of this? Does she align herself with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, similar to the way Eugenie does, or is she going to con going to distance herself the way that Fergie has to maintain her position within the royal family? Um, they're saying that her relationship with Harry and Meghan is it's secretive because she doesn't want to jeopardize her place within the family. And and the Daily Mail is basically saying as we get closer to the coronation, is she going to have to pick a side? And do you think that's what they're doing? Do you think they are all sort of picking sides? And if you're too close to Harry and Meghan, then, you know, you, you, you're tainted, you're soiled goods. I mean, I would, I would trust anyone that is close to Harry and Meghan a lot less. Well, the thing is, you've always got the worry that everything that's said is going to end up in the public domain. Exactly, yeah, no, and so... But then, you, but then um, by being friends with them, you're probably securing yourself... Um, going into the not racist folder. That's the problem. Because if you're friends well, with them... And it does look like the Yorks enjoy spending time here in America. But I I would, I believe it was the Queen's funeral, but perhaps it was... Oh, it might have been Jubilee. There was a moment on the church steps where Zara is speaking to Prince Harry. And you can tell that Zara's husband, Mike, is distancing himself that he does not want to be a part of that conversation you can see where where he stands on the harry and megan situation and we actually heard at jubilee that he made some crack about harry um during the concert so uh you but you could physically see mike distancing himself from harry on the steps at the church while he was in a in a discussion with zara and i i you know i i think that obviously William and Catherine likely appreciate that, um, but you're absolutely right. You can't trust that whatever you say won't be repeated to the Sussexes and end up in a Oprah interview or in a book or in a podcast. But also, if you look at Beatrice and Eugenie's parents, <laughs> the way in which they oh, are. Look, uh, look at that last story I, I, I sent you. Look at that last story. They, on um, the Daily Express, is reporting that Fergie and Prince Andrew are trying to 
manipulate the financial situation they have with Charles the King with leaks. Now, why is this not the wildest headline I've read in recent in And that's recent because history. they want more money as well. Yeah, so, no, that's absolutely what so it is. They will it says be, Prince... Uh, sorry, go, go on. Get, go explain oh, the story first. I'll just I'll quickly say the headline is Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson lobbying King for more money through leaks. So that is a a Daily Express headline. I believe that was posted a few hours ago. Um, and, and and you jump on whatever you were about to say. Well, no, I was just about to say that you know if you look at the the the, the family as a whole, if you look at Andrew and and Fergie and their dodgy financial dealings over the years. You look at Beatrice and Eugenie, who, of course, are, are, are their daughters. They're going to be looking at the hundreds of millions of dollars that Harry and Meghan have earned, and they're going to admire that. They're going to be rubbing their hands with me. I imagine Sarah Ferguson and Andrew at the moment are salivating uh, the thought of hundreds of millions of pounds. When, uh, when, when, when it's probably said to Andrew, he starts foaming at the mouth when he hears about that amount of money. Because you remember these chalets that he bought that how he managed to buy a chalet off someone in 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 wherever it was was it verbier what they bought the chalet and i and, don't remember and they I, hadn't I, paid I, for it how do you not pay right. for something a house that you've bought how do you end up not not having paid the money for that as well it's so strange their financial dealings and they're always broke they're always broke well i have two similar Andrew stories that are kind of related to this conversation. One headline was that he is talking about a, a, a book, writing a book on an almost daily basis. This is something that's really gotten underneath his skin and he is determined to write a book. Um, the second headline that I saw that was kind of related to all of this was that He's struggling with the fact that the FBI still want to talk to him in the States. He needs for this to go away because it is making working in the States impossible for him. And he's very eager to pursue business ventures in America. And that's not you know that he's not able to do that when he refused to talk to the FBI about the Jeffrey Epstein stuff it's really limited his ability to flourish and function in the states and he's you know legitimately bitter about that and of course if he you're right because he'll want to do a memoir won't he like Harry I don't believe he'll trash his family in the same way but he will want to do a memoir and that will be controversial in itself. And, you know, stories of him and Ghislaine Maxwell having, you know, <laughs> and me, my story, very strange. And so he'll want to do that. He'll want to go to America to promote it. And then he'll get off the plane at America and he won't be met by journalists. He'll be met by the FBI. Oh, I know. And, and, and yeah, and I guess he's really unhappy with that. But why didn't he just talk to the FBI to begin with? I, that's what I would have suggested. Get it over with. It's just it, it, because well, well, why do you think he doesn't want to talk to the FBI? I'm not going to. I plead the fifth. <laughs> You're not going to say I can't think why he doesn't want to talk to the FBI. The mind just no. I can't think of why. Because funny enough, he was happy to pop over to the US as quickly as he could when he wanted to break off his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein, the known paedophile, by staying with him. Which, uh, I mean, yeah, who, who doesn't do that? <laughs> who doesn't do that? Theo, it all returns to the point I've made a thousand times before, Kinsey, and that is that some of them, we have to just face, are a bit thick. 
Well, what? yes, because I, I mean, I think I, I apologize if I've told you this story before, but Andrew Morton told me that he was once at a party with a friend of Prince Andrew's and Andrew told him, um, you know, I am actually the only person that's ever written a book about Prince Andrew He at the time. And he was really proud of that. So the friend said, this is after Diana, by the way. Uh, so the friend said, oh my gosh, let's get him on the phone. And the friend called Prince Andrew and said, I'm standing here with Andrew Morton. And Andrew hung up immediately on the mutual friend and changed his phone number. And so we that is an example of Andrew not having to fly somewhere to end a relationship or end a friendship. <laughs> he just changed his phone number, like when he realized that they one of his friends was also friends with Andrew Morton. So he's quite capable of cutting off friendships that don't involve going and staying in their multi-million pound uh, New York townhouse. Um, exactly. When they've been convicted of paedophilia. So it's all very, very um, strange. OK, uh, I would put Harry and Meghan up front at the coronation, says Steve. Um, they could pull one of the coaches. Oh, Steve, you are bad. <laughs> um, what else have we got here as well? Well, we did. You did talk about a little bit about the TIG coming back. I just want to state for the record that I broke the story with Fox News on February 3rd, and now the Mirror and all these other people are saying it as if it had, didn't come out last month with me right here. Well, um, that's why I we guess... have you. You see, you break all of these stories. And what what rubbish do you think she'll be putting in that website? Do you think she'll have like anything, any sort of strange smelling candles like? Gwyneth oh, the Gwyneth style? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't, you know, I think that she's going, it's going to be a way for her to market her babies, which you've suggested before in the past. I think it's like Archie's favorite snacks, <laughs> DIY with the kids for Labor Day. I think it's going to be things like that. I think she's going to really kind of milk the, the, the kids angle. But it's, um, it's going to be I product think... placement, though, isn't it? It's going to be like Oprah's favorite things, that thing. It's Absolutely. Like, it's, it's going to be like, oh, my God, I love my children. Here's a bag of Cheetos that they're eating cheetos can be so nutritious and i'm really happy that cheetos are are here and cheetos are are so wonderful and aren't cheetos lovely cheetos 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 and uh, then in the account. fine print very in the very <laughs> teeny tiny fine print at the bottom i might receive commission off of sales <laughs> yeah, on this website exactly that'll um, be like you know soon soon they'll be doing those adverts for you know those adult diapers or things like that oh that you get Poor at like... Lisa Renna did those. Let's not hate. Lisa Renna did those, okay? <laughs> I love Lisa Renna. I love Lisa Renna. Uh, I do um, too. But I also think, Christo, that this is a way for her to engage in Hollywood because she did interview celebrities before when that blog existed uh, without, without it being controversial. It can be like... Uh, she would just do these stupid five questions or whatever with this. And, and I, I've heard, specifically with Reese Witherspoon, I've heard that some people don't want to get involved with them because they love the royal family and they feel like it's picking a side. Yeah. So, you know, well, for instance, Reese Witherspoon didn't want to do her... Okay. her podcast allegedly um yeah. but well, the it's just you to I ask know. about that is michelle obama who, did, who didn't want to do any of it listen we've got to end it there Kinsey, i know i know i love you okay bye see you in a couple of weeks because i'm off oh, but uh, right. see you then